Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep, bro. And we're back with episode 32. 32. That's right. Oland, what's going on, man? I'm all right, man. You're, you're. Good. You're better than me by the sounds of things. <laughs> oh, I'm perfect. Peachy. Oh, yes. You've got, Always. You've got your Rubik's Cube. You've got your juice. Uh, look, I'm all ready. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Well, then we better fire up the Randy Master. That's right. For every new listener out there, me and Oland have this bit of tech <laughs> called the Randy Master 4000. <laughs> Randomizer. I love the oh. the way that that simple Apple script is uh is big. It's a great bit of tech. We need to find out who made it. So we do. Uh, you, we do. This could, is the second episode we've said that. You need. We need to do it. You need to start doing his branding and commercials because <laughs> you you are the salesman of the year. I try. But yes, the Randy Master allows us to uh, make a random selection from a pre-curated list of films that is uh, bubbling over the the 2000 film region at this point. So we we have a... We'll see if we can get them all. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. Before we die. He's uh, he's almost at 2K, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, I think, posts a lot more frequently than us. But with time... We'll get there. We shall see. Two, three we are a week. Just Boom. glad to have you here for the journey. But Martin. Yes, thank you for listening. I'm going to need a countdown. You're getting one. And five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. The film we are watching is Enter the Void. 2009 Fantasy Mystery. I like that. I like that a lot. Fantasy mystery. That's quite cool. What year? 2009. 2009. I don't know what director. Let's have a quick gander at a director. It's two hours and 40. Fair enough. Enter the Void was directed by Gaspar No. Gaspar No. Sex, money, power. Bitches, money, cocaine. <laughs> Your big hit. <laughs> right. Get yourself a copy of Enter the Void by Gaspar No from 1990. Strap in. Get yourself an easy chair. And we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Because you know what time it is. It's not that deep, bro. We just finished watching the film. Oh. Enter the void. Enter the void, bro. What a film to watch. Gasper, no. Gasper, no. Was he what? He knows something. I think he. he, You're going to say that he name dropped himself in the film. He. No, I was going to say, did he play in the film? I don't know if. I don't know what he looks like, but certainly at one point the name Gasper was mentioned. Yeah, uh, definitely. I know. Definitely. I know that. Um. <laughs> Go on, Martin. <laughs> what did you think of that film? Well, how did how did the how did that go down? <laughs> it was very graphic, bro. Sensory. <sighs> Very like it was in the senses. Very like this is gonna be like an eighteen plus. I mean that is like 
kind of defies classification a film like that you know what i mean you've just got to be like mature <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent to watch this like it's so <sighs> i would say very overwhelming it's like somebody with fucking epilepsy's nightmare yeah I... it's very <laughs> it was very colorful though i did enjoy the colors all in like I feel so drained after watching that. It that took. It took a lot from me. It, it took, took a lot. A lot. It took a lot. Honestly, <laughs> that it, I'd never thought that a film could be so like draining. Well, I'm, you know what I mean. Like usually, <clears throat> when you, again, this is one of the films that has a lot going on. And me not knowing where I am, I don't necessarily like, it's not really telling me what. The film doesn't make me feel like it should be a film. How do you mean? weird the 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 whole lights of the trips that he was having at mm. the start felt like the whole thing was a a dream okay yeah i can see what you mean it, it wasn't it, like it wasn't like there was like oh a beginning, Strip, middle, beginning, end. middle end. Yeah. Nah, it was like all over the place. It was just, <clears throat> it felt like it was there, but not there as well. So yeah, yeah, that's it's, that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, I would say about this film that I suppose I enjoy it. Enjoy is a funny word though, because I didn't enjoy it, but I enjoy the fact that it relies on the idea that reality, dreams, sleep, electricity, death, before birth, is all one in the same. It's all connected. Yeah, and um, that's a very Buddhist way of looking at things, and this film name drops the Tibetan Book of the Dead a fair bit, <clears throat> also known as the Bardo Th Bardo Thodol would be the Tibetan name for that book. Oh, bray. Midnight Gospel. No. Just thinking about over point of that film where like the meaning of what just went behind that film. Like, what the fuck so just happened? Like I my mind is just blown to bits it it's it's taken so much that i'm like what what did i just watch it simply just relies like the the situation that those people are in in their lives is just awful yeah all round like their their family the the family situation the people they end up involved with that side of it the act that and i suppose that acts as the, the narrative and the story that you cling on to. But really, it could be anyone. This film could be about, like, anyone, I think. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more showcasing the connection between life, death, sleep, emotions, electricity. There, there were lots of things about this film that, like, I greatly admired, like, the way that it managed... Like, you kind of know that you're seeing things from Oscar's point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, when he's floating, or the camera's floating around all over the place. You get that sense that you're experiencing, like... His ghostly form. Yeah, yeah, to an extent. And that's a hard thing to get across. Like I did enjoy fucking all the fucking overhead shots. Yeah, they were doing fantastic. Oh, so good! And the way that they were like switched between like houses, and it was all like moving from overhead into mm. the next room. Do you know what I mean? Like they just play. They just felt 
so nice to just watch. Do you know what I mean? And it's go never, over It's the not like, oh, they had to get the perfect shot. Nah, it's all done from the fucking uh, That shot. move of like, in like an old film, back when sets were used, like wooden sets, mm-hmm. to show the top of the set would all, back in you know the 50s, 60s, big no-no. Because then the audience knows that it's not real. Yeah. But the whole yeah. point of this film is to show that maybe reality is not real. Yeah. So the fact that the whole film used that technique of like moving from building to building intrinsically kind of points to the fact that. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's in, not real. In uh, just at the start, like how did they do the whole like mirror scene? I mean, I is it all to do with like it? it I'm I cannot explain mirrors. it to you right now, but it is to do with the way Martin is talking about. It's a, like a classic shot in movies where someone's looking into like a bathroom mirror and you can't see the camera, and I can't. It's interesting. Wrap my head around it right now to explain it, but it, it's just clever camera placement. That's what it all comes down to. All mirrors, mate. It's all mirrors. Well, well, you need a camera to film the scene. Huh? You need a camera to film the scene. So a camera's involved, but then yeah, the placement yeah, yeah. of that camera uh, is massively important. Yeah, I know that you need the camera to film the scene. I meant like... It's all mirrors, bro. Mir- it's all using, mirrors. <laughs> they're using mirrors and the camera to sort of like align Find it. Find the perfect yeah. angle where you can do that. So Harry they, Barden has explained it to me before. It's a... I might ask him. It's there's even a an extension of that shot in um we spoke about it the other day the film Contact. The film Contact. Yeah, I was talking to you about a game that isn't called Contact, but I always thought it was called Contact, and you kept searching Contact, and you found the film Contact, which yeah. led me to talk about it. Um, in that film, there's a shot where, okay, so imagine. Okay, I'm going to have to ruin the shot for you. When you see it, it's bonkers. But imagine a bathroom mirror, right? Now imagine there's a hallway, okay, behind the mirror. The camera, not behind the mirror, like leading, you'd walk down a hallway into the room where the bathroom cabinet was on the wall. Yeah. Okay. There's a camera placed so that it's looking at the mirror and what you see is whoever is coming towards the bathroom cabinet down the hallway. You understand that? So the camera's like on top, so it's looking at an, a mirror then into... Yeah, a mirror that's there and the mirror's pointing that way. Yeah. So you see whoever's coming down the hallway. Yeah. But you don't know that it's a mirror when you first see the shot. So you see this character running down the hallway and it tricks your brain because that's like an impossible shot. But... Because it's so short, you you forget about it, and she runs down the hallway and then opens the bathroom cabinet, which moves the whole oh. of what you thought the scene was. Yeah. You get so yeah. It, it, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. really clever little technique like that. But um, honestly, the whole every sex scene just felt so fucking weird. It felt like every single one was rape. <laughs> Why do you feel that? Um, except for the the last few scenes where they're in the love hotel, but um, I I don't know why it's just, they just it felt like they were rushed into it, and it was just like, oh, we gotta, we just gotta do it because I'm in a, I'm in, I mean, Japan. I, I, you know <laughs> I mean, I'm in Japan. I just, I feel like. Everyone in that film, because, whoa, Oscar, it's not just because they're in Japan, but but because she was like flown to Japan and then she's also got like crazy, you're like what? She's got like crazy childhood trauma anyway. Yeah, and this film spends, the, I mean, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. He it's explained a little bit by um, quite a lot actually, not a little bit, but it's uh, just a little bit when you actually have read the Tibetan Book of the Dead because. To explain that is, you know, you can go and do university courses and they still don't know. What it is, is it's a 
book that the ancient Tibetan people wrote of their knowledge of what happens after death. And like Egypt, the Egypt, ancient Egyptians have one exactly the same. How do they know what's after death? Because they are in communication with the gods. That's something that we do not have now. But then a certain element of belief has to come into play. But all these fucking Tibetan monks still to this day believe it and fucking accept it as fact. So that's maybe they should try it. That's the premise. What? Try what? Talk to the gods. Oh, I, I think they do. Uh, you. I mean, mean, yeah. Well, I could get into talk to them. I could get into the there's whole different sects of Buddhist Tibetan Buddhist monks. The red hats and the yellow hats, and the yellow hats believe one thing, and the red hats believe another thing. But they like fight one another and over I gods. I thought you were gonna say they coincide, but no, no, no. It's, ne- it's never like that when you're bringing in two colors. Oh, it is like that, and yeah. I don't. I'm talking way above my pay grade and here, but I, what I'm saying is I'm talking about something that I know very little about. Um, Fair enough. But At least you're honest. Yeah, they talk about... They act as if they are still talking to gods. And that's why they spend all their time sitting there meditating, contemplating, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. that. This film is really like Buddhist in that sense, but the... I don't know, maybe they can communicate with something because they don't have all this fucked up shit going on in their lives that they have to work through, you know? They've not never experienced trauma or anything like that, so they just have to, you know, you see what I mean? Like, she uh, is making poor decision after poor decision because she's just moving around, not solving her problems. And that's got to do with her childhood trauma, well, obviously, because it's... Well, it's highlighted in the film, like the whole seeing her parents die thing didn't do her much good, and then yeah. being... Taken t- away from your brother. Yeah, being taken away from the brother and all of that. I wonder why that happens, though. It would be... That happens all the time in, like, foster places. You get taken away... Oh, you that You get would split be. up, and one family wants one, but not the other, and stuff like that. It's quite... That would be awful. It's quite a common theme but it, it yeah it is terrible and she never really stops by the looks of things to no, take no. a second i feel like their relationship was so fucking weird oh well, yeah it will be again because when you experience some sort of joint trauma like that and then have like a blood you know a bond then you're gonna act number one when you're disconnected from that person or that situation that you once had, you're going to, like, romanticize it when you're away from it. Like, it was great. I miss my brother. He was so great and all of this. And from a young age, you got to try and understand and not instantly be like, that's wrong. It's obviously wrong, like, the way that they're acting. No, no, I, I well, I understand. I'm not saying, like, it, it was weird. I didn't say it was wrong. Like, it, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, I mean, <laughs> like they shouldn't be able to do whatever the fuck they want, but um, not. it's not right or wrong. That, that, that was the wrong term. Like, it shouldn't be dismissed as just, like, uh, sick in the head or, like, fucked or whatever. No, no. But I never, fe- I never felt that way towards it. I just thought it was, like, a bit weird. But I get what you mean with the whole, you got to understand, going through joint trauma, it's sort of, like, brings you closer but at the same time and it's all she has left of her family yeah and then get taken away from her only family to then be reunited the whole the, the only reason i say it was b- weird it was the whole like i mean it is kissing weird. thing it is weird like, like it just straight up is weird it's just is like but you wouldn't just because you I, um you've missed your brother the you can't f- fathom that like the the level of fucking trauma that exists in this fucking film is like I can't begin to put myself in that situation, so I can't really say how I'd act at all. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking might. I feel like I would have acted the same way as him, just because like he just yeah. he just lets it happen. He's not like oh stop. Do you know what I mean? He's just like yeah, he's oh, okay, probably cool. processing why the fuck it's happening as well. Yeah, and, like trying so, to wrap his own head around it. So it's like we just gotta be like. Oh, Okay, cool, collected, 
Yeah, nice. you've just got to think about why that's happening more than like the actual event of it happening. You know what I mean? Like, why would she feel the need to do that? And she's obviously like crazy. Her brother like sorted out. He's like the big hero. Yeah, he got the money to bring her to where he was and reunite them and like look after her. And the minute that he can't do that, she goes to that awful guy who offered her the job at the strip club. But that's a f- screwed up situation in itself because sure, he'll look after her, but if she ever wants to leave, that's all that's she's enough. got. Yeah, It's all she's got. So she'll either he'll either kill her or something, like fuck her up and make her stay. Or if she he does let her go, there's fucking no one for her apart from oscar's kind of friend which is the film starts with her saying he's not a friend yeah he's just a a, a junkie a junkie yeah. yeah a bigger junkie than you which is which he then realizes like oh shit yeah maybe because he they talk obviously they have that whole scene where they talk about the book of the dead for like jesus like 15 minutes but he's a little bit he's he actually probably is a bit smarter yeah 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 100 percent. whoa you see it throughout the film that he knows what he's doing he's done this before yeah i mean like it's it's not his first rodeo yeah yeah definitely um, and he he knows what he's doing somehow i mean and uh, likable none of them are admirable people none of them are like characters that i'd want to hang out with you know sort yeah the sort of thing is they all terrified me to be honest in the way like well i don't think victor terrified me i just feel like he's a snake like why would but you then do that his i know why he did it his he's, he's so much of a pussy that it scares me like i wouldn't <laughs> want to be around him like because i wouldn't know how he'd be well, acting and shit like he might be d- again putting other people in danger because he's such a pussy i get that but why yeah you don't be scared of well, like, un- somebody being... Well, it's just shit I don't need in my space. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't need but that, that to fuck make with people you, like that. That doesn't make you... That shouldn't make you scared anyway. Because like, you, you already know what he is. You should, like, once... I suppose, but you if... You know, you're like... I'd... He was, like, a key part of Oscar's operation where I would never have anyone that close to me that was like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that's, like, a... Spineless. But you, he did fuck up first. What did he do? Fuck his mum. Yeah. Um, like, if you're trying to be friends with a person... Don't do that's that. That's the last thing you're going to do if you're trying to be, like, mm. mates with this person. And... Especially if you do it, I'm not saying anyone out there should be doing this, but especially if you do it, don't tell him what, like, no, obviously um, he was more like coerced into this sexual act by his friend's mum than he engaged in it. I'm sure if she didn't say shit, it would have not happened it would have not happened yeah yeah you know it's I mean? definitely like instigated i suppose by her as the older more experienced party yeah, yeah. but taking advantage of this young boy yeah one could argue that but then i guess oscar is a drug dealer by that point and like renting his own place so he's like an adult you know he can make decisions for himself Tr- yeah but no then true. on the flip side he's lost his fucking mum and you know, there's loads of like sexual fantasies that play out through this film that basically because the, you know, there's like a, the mummy issue thing is like a stereotype of, you know, why a couple might get divorced. The woman might say, oh, he's got mummy issues. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That like stems from. And uh, did Tampopo end with the breastfeeding? as well yeah yeah it did and this ended with the breastfeeding too and that's such an important moment uh at that stage for children because you know we saw in this film the silence then the cords cut then the crime begins because that cord provides warmth nutrients food everything and all of a sudden that's cut and what's the first instinct of the creature once that cord's cut food crying 
Whoa. It just bursts out crying. Yeah. Or, so life is suffering and we can fucking accept that. You know, that that's evidence of that occurring right there. And the only pacifier, literal pacifier for your first taste of suffering is a tit. It's a nipple. A tit. So that's always going to be very close or just deep in the subconscious of anyone that has been through that experience. Um, Then to have the archetype of the mother and the father taken away at such a young age and to see it happen. Yeah, all the kind of actions and the way that these people are behaving become explainable. True, but what is it trying to, like... I feel like it's, uh... In my head, it's trying to say... This... Don't be a drug dealer. This is... This shit is real. I think... And it's also, like... DMT... Is a trip. Well, I think the physical... Aspects of this film are inconsequential. Meaning that, like... Could have been anyone anywhere. And half half of this story could have been told still. Yeah. Sort of thing. But there's another half of this. It is kind of, you know, you made two points there. One about the DMT and one about the the drug dealing. There is like two different things going on in this film. Mm -hmm. You've got Oscar's life. And then you've got. Oscar's death, I suppose. <laughs> you know, what happens mm-hmm. after after he dies. Um, and she does say in the film, she's like, I would have killed myself, but I feel Oscar is around here somewhere. Yeah, she could feel the presence. And you see the, the many different... It's kind of spoke about a bit in this film as well, but it, it's also like a real common thing that's said about death is that you see your whole life yeah played out on some sort of cinema screen or whatever and that's kind of what this film was showing in my eyes it was like the computer going into like debug mode or like overdrive recovery like going through its bios you know what i mean Mm. or it reminded me a little bit of like Basically, this film's trying to say that the universe is a machine. And it is like a, a network, if you will. And As soon as you're out of this body, get sucked in and put back into another one. Yeah, but then there's also like this process of stripping your personal ego that happens. And that is part... That's why you see your whole life, I think. That's the... So... I don't know, if you think about like when you close your eyes, you have a sense of your body. I imagine that gets stripped away. So if you've got no body, then what are you? Well, you'd, you'd say, I'm Martin Diverge. What is Martin Diverge? Well, if there's no body sort of thing. So then that would start to disappear, this feeling of I am Martin Diverge. So without that term, that title, Martin Diverge, what are you? You just say, I am. And I think that is the state that this film was trying to uh, show the journey to. And to the I am. Yeah, 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 to the I am. Uh, that, that's how they'd, they'd say it, I suppose. And that, that if if I understand correctly, which I probably don't, is one of the main ideas of the Tibetan Book of the Dead is the almighty power of the I am and how ego, stripping away ego. The the book was crazy popular in the 1960s when LSD was first popping. And it was like, there'd be... It does look very hippie. Yeah, there was this guy called Timothy Leary who wrote his version, well, he like wrote a commentary on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And he basically said the point of the book is to have ego death. You're meant to do LSD and kill your ego. But that kind of led to the crazy stories of these like hippies taking loads of acid and jumping off a building. 
you're not meant to kill your ego. Whoa, have fun. You can try and kill your ego, but you're not going to have a very fun time, like, existing on this plane. You might, like, be happy once you've left your body or whatever, but, like, you're not going to have a great time if you just do acid all the time. Yeah, but, like... In what way do they mean ego? Because, like, if you was if you had such a big ego in the first place, or any sort of ego, you would be this person that's like a sorry for the language, Go a on. parasite in mm. society. That was like you say much worse things than the word parasite. I uh, I know, but I I sort of thought of that as I just went along. I was gonna say something different but then oh i, I thought <laughs> i thought of parasite and i was like that's fine that let's say. roll with parasite <laughs> um how were you what context were you using the word parasite in um that like if if you got such a like big ego and you're trying to like kill it i feel mm. like if you if your ego is that big you wouldn't be doing that do you know what i mean because e- you're like I'm the shit all the time because your ego's like. Well, you've got to. It's about like ego management, mm-hmm. really. But yeah, yeah, of course. But like, obviously, there's a certain like amount of ego that you can have before you can like. Uh, you stop believing in anything else and just believe that this personality that you have will carry you through everything, mm. and then. Once you get to that point, it's just like there's no like there's no coming back from that. Well, so like death will bring you back eventually. Cause... Yeah, of course. But like, if you were to go to us, like you would have to be at this right place mm. to be able to just jump off a building to like let go of your ego. You oh, to I mean? confidently like, like to do it. The like, well, he, they say it in this film like death would be the ultimate trip. Yeah, based upon the release of DMT and they say, that we they know. They say about. that that's how you feel. Well, when you have DMT, that's the they same. S- they say you experience that in under ten minutes, but yeah. they and it's like death. So Leary, Timothy Leary, probably read the book correctly. Like it does, the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead is to describe what happens after death. Leary took it as advice for living. You know what I mean? Like, your ego probably... It makes sense that your ego would get stripped away after you die. Completely switch on everyone else. Yeah, but then Leary was like, oh, so because our ego apparently disappears after we die, we should get rid of it now. I don't even know if that's like he was saying directly kill it, but that's the way that it was definitely heard by the hippies of the 1960s. It was like kill, kill it yeah, now. yeah, kill your ego, kill yourself. So, but now it's more be aware because, as I say, the the book of the dead does talk about ego dissolution. But it's more bear that in mind that if all this spiritual stuff is true, then we have that boundary to come to, like stripping yourself of I am. Strip, well, stripping yourself of your ego, your name, who you yeah. are, the physicality of it all. But that's how it's weird. It's mm. weird. That's all. That's how monks do it. Yeah, like they just you literally strip everything, and you, you just you, like, sit. No hair. Yeah, and you just sit there and you and focus on the breath, and yeah. that is literally it. And th- they, I, they must be on a different level. Like I, if they told me they were communicating with gods i wouldn't be able to be like no you're not because i don't know any individuals that have solely lived in a monastery and meditated for their whole lives you know what i mean so it it you can't question it no not at all unquestionable and you try it and the whole death thing well death like is inherently scary you know uh I, Part of life, isn't it? Well, this is what I'm talking. Recently, I've I've been thinking about it a fair bit, and I have like pre-game anxiety for like anything that I'm like, even if it's just like meeting up with someone. Yeah. Like anxiety butterflies in the stomach. So it's like the same feeling for death. It's like this big party, but 
the only thing about death is that we don't we don't know where it is. We don't know what time it the the party starts at. We don't know who's hosting. I don't. Whoa, death is hosting, obviously. Well, yeah, but we've made the character of death up to make it seem a bit more like something we can cling on to. But really, he don't exist. Like the. How do you know that? Well, I don't know. But we don't. So know. this is what I'm saying that we know none of that. So little. if he does or if yeah. he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like the ultimate pre-gig. It's like the the main party that you'll be rocking up to in your life is your death. Because you kind of know everything else that's going to happen to an extent. Like, you know what's possible in the human realm. <laughs> Weird question mm. to ask you. <laughs> Try me. But if... Mm. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good, people. It's worth the wait. What? I can see it <laughs> on his face. What do you mean? I can see it on his face. Don't <laughs> let me distract you, man. Don't, of on. course not. I'm just trying to think of a way. <sighs> um, it's just a way. Come on, I just spit it out. So, like, if if you were going to like you were just saying to a party, mm. and like, obviously. It's a party of your death. Mm. How would you be rocking up? Would you be rocking up early or So, well, hang on. Just to clarify, are you talking about me rocking up to my funeral? Are you... No, talking about, like, if... Like you just said, it, that, it was... That situation there, yeah, so... Yeah, if it was, like, a party, would it be, like, you turning up, like, oh, I'm cool, Well, it's kind I'm of late. like a surprise party, isn't it, where someone convinces you that you're doing something else and then you walk into a room with them and everyone goes, surprise! You're dead! Yeah, so that, that I think that's the only way one can. No one anticipates death. It's, it's the ultimate surprise party. And that's why it's so gut-wrenching and anxiety-inducing. I don't Sometimes know when it's coming. Sometimes you can. Well, yeah. Sometimes you, you can, know. You can predict, yeah, but you can't... You, you can't predict it, but you, you can't d- to the second ever. Not nah, but ever. Uh, there I like is that. There ever. Uh? Ever. You can never ever predict death to like the minute that it's gonna happen. I feel like you could no. yourself if you know when your time is coming. Nah, I, yeah. Nah, I, I I think you know that something is is up certainly, but I think the actual. There's a point where you know that you're going to go to sleep and never wake up. What do you there, mean? As in, there's got to... I don't know this per se, but there's got to be points in a old person's life where they've lived everything they can possibly live. Jesus, man, I got a sad... What? A lot of people don't do that. What do you mean? No, no, the majority of people don't do everything they want to do in life and die still wanting to do things. I I get it, but there's sometimes what they do. There's got to be, obviously, there's that, like, maybe one in a million that will be in. You're always like, or any situation you ask me ever, it's always these proper unique situations. And then we whittle it down. I'm like, well, that couldn't happen. And you're like, okay, 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 but still, this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you gotta you you, but you're saying no, like it's like no, that's I'm, it, that's it, done. Or you can't predict the exact second. No, you can't predict it's just it. Not been if done. you're if you're alive, but if you're the one dying, I feel like of old age, after you've done everything you possibly want to do in your life, there's gonna be a point where you'll be like, "This is it. I'm at peace now. It's coming." So that, you know exactly it's coming. That. And that has happened. When, where, example, find me. I can't. Well, not right now, but I will. Anytime, find, I will. hit me up, man, because uh, I. But the thing is, you can't. You can't. You can't tell that because you can't say to well, the other I can person, only use, it's coming now. I can only use the data set that yeah. we have as human beings, which is other people's experiences that yeah. have been documented. So no, in the same way that I cannot confirm that people haven't spontaneously combusted, people haven't uh, turned pink for a hot second uh, or flown. No, I can't confirm that 
somebody hasn't completely anticipated their death after a long life of rich achievements. Mm -hmm. But based upon the scientific and historical uh, background and facts that we have, one can make a fairly estimated guess that death is unfortunately and quite scarily a surprise to most. That's what I would say if I were professionally speaking upon the situation you just gave me. Well, it won't be a surprise to most. Think about it. People with cancer. So... Like, listen, listen, all right? Yeah, but you've misunderstood what I've said. What? The moment of death, like... That bit, like, I went limp then, people. (laughs) Like, the minute that... You, you you can know that some shit's up. You can know that something's happening, but you only die once. So how do you know when it's coming? You know what pain is, but pain doesn't always come along with death. You know what sleep is, but sleep doesn't always come along with death. So how can you be 100% sure that the, the sleep that you were going into or the pain that was coming was the death one? You wouldn't know until you were dead. How the hell do you wake up dead? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that somebody will, like, will tell you, but, like, there must be something. The pain or the want to sleep that I just said, but they don't always come with death. So how do you know that that sleep that you're going into or the pain that has started in your body is the death one? That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you've had pain before. You've slept before. So how do you know that there's other things coming? It'd have to be, and shouting out our good friend Tom Ack, it would have to be a foreign feeling. That's what it would have to be. A feeling, because that is what death is. It's inherently foreign by design because we've never experienced it. Um, seems like a dark thing to say, but... I feel like if you were killing yourself, you would definitely know when death okay. is coming. I will f- completely contend that that when, is like that fact. when you are firing a bullet to your head, you know the second. Then you know. You know, like that. So it can be plausible. It can be. But what I would like. But oh. what I would then state is that if everything that Enter the Void has put forward regarding Tibetan Buddhism and the way um, of the universe, choosing that method of ejecting one's soul from the body may not be looked upon too positively once you get up to upper management. That's okay. all, that's all okay. I, I would suggest. But like, w- that's fine. The, the, I the, always your, go with what like you've said to me, and I always like, analyze what you say you, to me. We get and then it gets to a point where you're like, we play I think I think of something, and then you're like, oh well, let me just say something completely different because you made a good point right there. So mm, yeah, that's, let me. That's okay, called. Cool. That's called. Uh, I had the word. That's called uh, quantifying things, I believe. Oh, that's that's fair, but like you and can't see my point that there can be point. There can be sometimes where you know. There's that one death. time, but I wouldn't recommend it. No. I would actually the, the 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 situation that you initially presented uh, is a better way to leave your body. That's a lot more in line with. And as I said, way at the beginning of all of this, <laughs> I yeah, I'm just using the data set provided. I fully believe that there have been monks and but I'll f- I'll many find different something. people I'll that find have lived full, rich lives and anticipated death. I believe that. Okay. You know? So I just what like I just said what was... You, you were right. What, you you agreed, we all agree you with Martin. agreed with we what ag- I said. You should have said that from the beginning. No, 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 because I love the discussion, <laughs> man. the discussion. Well, well, That's what's what it the is. Beef? What's you the want beef? me to think about shit that, I, that, <laughs> that is not in your immediate, like, brain waves. And then I do think about it, and then you're like, okay, I agree with that. Cool. 
but we could have like not had a podcast. We could have had a, a 25 minute shorter podcast is what Martin said. No, but you let us no, know if you thought that this no. discussion was, was worth <laughs> having because I believe that this is the real meat and veg of the podcast. What? Like, you finding out that there's other ways of, not, not just that, but me and Martin discussing yeah. hypotheticals and semantics <laughs> that the film has triggered. That yeah. is the reason I do this shit. That's the reason right, yeah, I set okay. it up. Yeah, okay, that's that's great. I just want to I like I like it how I'm always the one that you come up with a point and I'm like, mm, that sounds too fishy." I need to dig deeper into that situation. It's and then you're like, no, 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 no. It's this way. And then I'm like, well, if you say that, what? No, no, no. What I meant was was this. You're a good fact checker, I, I suppose. Uh, well, no, it's like making sure that my argument's watertight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like I like that. Like, yeah, I, like next time you talk to a person about this. It's it's it fucking it's waterproof. You know what I mean? Like it's lava proof. It's fucking airproof. Whatever, dust proof. The whole shebang. All right. So then you don't have to think about other ways to explain what you just said. I recommend a straight jacket in a padded room for watching Into the Void. That's what I'd say. Norm- what do you mean? Normally, I say an easy chair and something nice to eat. But this time I would be like, just be careful. Look. Watch this film like... With uh, a grain of salt. Do not do... The last... Do not do any hard drugs and watch this film. In the last... Or do... um, Whatever your preference (laughs) is. In the last episode, I, I, I said that the big sick didn't challenge me. And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got my tail in between my legs a little bit here because we're sat in the early hours of a Friday morning, uh, and I, I don't, I feel like my head has been put through a blender. You know, that was more watching this. That was more. This was like, this was like soups up for three holy hours. mountain <laughs> mixed with. Uh, What's um Demon Lover? Demon Lover. Yeah, yeah. It's like both of them together. I'm like, I know what's happening, but why is it happening twice? The wheel, man. Dharma. It's a Buddhist word. I know. It means wheel. I know. Um I did actually I didn't know it meant wheel, but I know it's a It might not mean wheel. I might have really fucked that up, but Buddhist I'm pretty sure wheel. it means wheel. I thought you said weird. No, weird. wheel. Um, yeah, very Buddhist film, but it's not like for the faint of heart or no, for the innocent. Not. Or definitely for, not. You know, it's don't watch we- it with your kids. It's gonna weigh on my mind. Put it like that for <laughs> for for some time. Well, thank you guys. But yeah, again thank you so much for listening. This you know, follow us in that regular <laughs> follow social us media. Stream followers of services on the regular, you, you know, YouTube, Instagram, at MIPLTD, our website, MIPLTD.org. Mm-mm. You know it, you it's all juicy, it's, co- it's all <laughs> coming in, all coming in. All right, thank you. Any closing thoughts, Jack? Life's a beach, as they say. I need to get my head on a pillow. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Please discuss with us what you thought of the film if you watched it. Or what you think about us talking about this film mm. in the comment section below. I'd like to hear your shopping list too, to be fair. Okay. Anything you want to tell us. Um. Peace. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. What's the use when it seems like more time spent without the people that you meant to? Can't refuse to take a stand when you're alive. Long before the times we met